Hey everybody, it's Jeanette and Megan, and today we're filming episode five, so congratulations to us for making it to five episodes! Yay! So, um, both Jeanette and I decided that since we are so totally obsessed with food, we have to do a food segment. Here's your food of the week! Jeanette, what's your foods of the week and the ones that you fucking hated? Um... My food of the week was a frozen pizza. <laughs> a frozen pizza? Yeah, I get the Daya. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's like a vegan pizza and it's vegan cheese and vegan pepperoni. And that's just our go to. And the reason why it's my food of the week is not only because it's delicious and I love it, but. Doug made it for me and I had no idea. So when I came upstairs after working, it was hot, fresh, and ready, laying out there, made with all his love. Oh, that's, I bet it makes it taste so much better. Yeah, it tasted bomb. <laughs> so those diet pizzas, I've seen them at the grocery store. Yeah. And maybe like, I do have to feed four. I do have to feed for it. But when I look at them, I just think like, oh, I can eat that all by myself. Do they make like bigger ones for more people or is that, is that it? That's the standard size. Okay. Well, I could buy a few because I want to try it. Usually I just need one and then Doug and I split it. Do you guys eat food with it? Yeah, we'll have like a salad or something. Oh, yeah, that's good. Good idea. Uh, What was your food of the week? Like your favorite food of the week? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm so excited to tell you. Okay. So (laughs) my food of the week is country fried steak. So Pete and I, every Saturday, um, I make him take me out on a a breakfast date. We go on day date Saturday, but particularly a breakfast. And IHOP has this amazing country fried steak. So I wanted to replicate it, which I did not. My steak was still good. I I made it this week. It was still good, but it's not IHOP. So I'm going to try to find a duplicate recipe like a copycat. Maybe I can find something on Pinterest. Yeah. Or maybe one of our listeners knows where to find an IHOP country fried steak dupe recipe. Yeah. Like what are they doing? Because I felt like when I made mine, I got premium ingredients. <laughs> so I don't get it. I don't get it. Like what did they do? What did they do? <laughs> it was, it was my crispiness. It was the, the fried part. It wasn't the same as the fried part. Like I hop. I didn't know that IHOP sold country fried steak personally. This is new news. It's not only food news. <laughs> it's new news. <laughs> I only found out that they sold country fried steak because Pete was like, oh, this was actually um, a couple Saturdays ago. Because um, we also, if we don't make it to breakfast on Saturday... We'll order in breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was like, I'm going to get country fried steak. 
All right. I, I wanted to try it. I have not looked back. I haven't ordered anything else. That's what I want. It's so good. So good. Guys, go to IHOP and get their country fried steak. And if you know how to make their steak, if you work at IHOP, give me the recipe. Please tell me. And like people who care about food, share this episode to reach IHOP. Tag IHOP. Help me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and IHOP, if if IHOP would like to sponsor this episode or future episodes, we'd be down for that. Please sponsor us. I will sponsor you. You sponsor us. We will be friends. Win win. Country fried steak din. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also in my food of the week was something awful because sometimes you have something that you eat during the week that affects your soul. And this was one of those things because it's not very often I find something that is really gross. And this was gross. So we were going to make paschetti and... <laughs> Doug always gets angel hair, which is whatevs. But I always like to have the fun noodles because I'm a child. What do you mean fun noodles? Like curly, curly noodles, macaroni noodles, like the little swirly twirls, the D-shaped noodles, like anything but a normal string of noodle. So it doesn't have to be like a smorgasbord of noodles. It could just be any other kind of noodle, but regular. Yeah, because I'm not a regular girl. Okay, I'm yeah. ready. Keep going. Sorry. Okay. So I found these noodles that were D-shaped, and they were made from cauliflower. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to try this because cauliflower is good for you, right? It helps you poop. It has, like, low calories, low carb. I don't yeah. think I've had cauliflower in my entire life. Wait, what? You've never had cauliflower? Not that I can remember. The ghost of broccoli? Yeah. Broccoli's ghost. Yeah, broccoli's ghost. <laughs> this is for another day, though. Go- okay. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just really fascinated by this story, and I'm trying to visualize all of it. Okay. I don't know if I can go on. No. Without you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> You found dick-shaped cauliflower pastas. Yeah, and it was like $3, which is twice as much as normal <laughs> dick-shaped pasta. So I was like, this is for me because it makes me feel special. <laughs> so I bought it. I took it home, burled it up, and I mixed my sauce with it, and I started eating it. And it was one of those things where I knew I didn't like it, but I was just going to eat it anyways. And then I was like, Doug, <laughs> Doug, try try this uh, cauliflower pasta. How are your dicks? I put it in his mouth and he was literally like, that's disgusting. <laughs> he didn't like your dick pasta. No, I was like, really? It's that bad? And he's like, yeah, that's not good at all. <laughs> So I kept eating it, but the more I ate it, the more repulsive it got. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I gave up. I did. I did not get a clean plate club badge that day because I didn't finish it, and that's not like me. 
So if you're in the market for cauliflower <laughs> pasta, try it. And let me know if you like it, because I thought it was disgusting. Cauliflower pasta penises. You have to be more <laughs> <direct>. <laughs> Okay. And if anyone is in the market for a half-used box of cauliflower dick-shaped pasta, let me know. I will mail it to you. <laughs> it's not contaminated. Um, I want to I really want to shout out one other place that I had this week that blew my fucking mind. I ate lunch there two days in a row, and I would have eaten there today, too, if I didn't have to come home early for the maintenance people. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. Your pasta story is killing me. It's the fireball. Sorry, guys. I got the giggles. Okay. So, um, my other food of the week. (laughs) My fave food is from this place called Clara's Tidbits. It's in Jacksonville. They have a couple locations. And thankfully, our office is close to one. Um, I love chicken salad. And I hate pitas, but somehow this place has managed to put chicken salad inside of pita, and it's so fucking delicious. Their potato salad, I'm not even a big fan of potato salad. Their potato salad is so amazing. Like, (sighs) I love everything about this place, and I want to go here every day for the rest of my life. Clara's tidbits. And whenever I eat there, I don't feel really guilty, even though I probably should, because chicken salad and um, potato salad, I'm sure are really fattening, but I don't know why. I just feel really good there. So if you want to feel confident um, and you want to eat chicken salad, go there. That <laughs> is the tip. This chicken salad gives me confidence. (laughs) Sold. I can just flap my wings and strip my stuff. I'm high on that chicken salad from the tidbit. Um, I like food. uh, The food of the week just made itself my favorite topic that we'll ever talk about. Yes. Excellent. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. Well, I guess we should start talking about something other than food. Okay. Um, how about to get on a more serious note? Uh, you want to talk about growing up in our day and age and our parents' expectations compared to these new millennials who... yeah. Have it figured out. Yeah. Let's fucking relive our childhoods. (laughs) Who wants to go first? (laughs) You. (laughs) Yay. Okay. So um, growing up, I was always kind of taught that you get good grades in school. Uh, My parents didn't pressure me too much. It was basically bring home C's or better. But that was a hard expectation to hit at the time. So 
make good grades, go to college, get yourself a job. Doesn't matter if you hate it, but it has to pay the bills. Like at least pay the bills. Be, be middle class, you know? And that's what I've always strived for is middle class. And, um, and then maybe you get to travel, maybe not. And then you die. Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah. And I don't know if you were brought up like that, but I just personally feel like I was like your happiness in your job really doesn't matter. Just find something that works and pays the bills. Okay. Um, I don't feel like I thought exactly that. Okay. This is be in my own head because I don't feel like I had any influence from my parents on okay. what I was supposed to do. But I did in my mind feel like my job as a adult was to get married and have kids. Like, oh, yes. I thought that that was what you're meant to do. Find a boyfriend, you boy, 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 marry, uh-huh. kid. Like, mm-hmm. that's your purpose in life. And that's just what I thought I was supposed to do. And honestly, school and my growing up was never really, I mean, obviously, I would get in trouble if I didn't make good grades, but no one ever talked to me about college, um, encouraged me to go to college. I just never felt like I had, like, support to go to college. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't go to college until much later. I forgot that little tidbit. Yeah. Get married. Settle down. You get married. You have kids. I grew up in a situation where my mom was able to stay home and raise me and everything. And she was a spectacular mom. Dedicated her life to me. And my dad was able to make all the money. But. Um, she also taught me to be able to stand alone. Like that's good. Yeah. Be able to stand alone, make your money or whatever, but yeah, having kids and stuff. So that's never what I wanted. And I actually feel like I was pushed into going to college. It was never really something that I wanted to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I never knew what I wanted to do. So it's hard to pick. A life choice when you have no idea what you're doing. Same. So my parents, I kind of feel like really pushed me into it. Then, you know, I had my son and I felt really obligated. Like you have to make something of yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, got married and divorced. Have a child, went to school, did all that. But these millennials, they're so much smarter And they're only like 10 years younger than us, I'd say, about 10 years. And I've noticed with them, they're just so much smarter. And I don't know if it's the social media or the access to information that they have or their upbringing. I don't know what it is, but they're driven to be more entrepreneurial and they're not smoking cigarettes, which is so (laughs) Cool. Like, that's not a cool thing to them. They're like, ugh. <laughs> Gross. Disgusting. Yeah. They're not smoking cigarettes. They're not getting married young. 
Um, they are not having kids really young. They're traveling first. I don't know how they get that money, but maybe it's because since they didn't have to pay for a baby, <laughs> they have money. I don't know. But I just feel like they kind of have it more put together. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it has to do with just having access to information because when I was in my 20s, there was no Google, there was no social media, there was nothing. If you wanted to find out some information, it was just a lot harder. Now all the information you need is literally at your fingertips. You can Google anything about anything and learn about it in two seconds. Like... It's mind-blowing. Yeah, and I also feel like um, they're more in tune with their mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up, my mom was always very supportive because she'd grown up with this, and she she knew what I was feeling, but nobody else understood what I was talking about or what I was feeling. But I had anxiety, and it's hard to explain anxiety to other people who don't have anxiety. And sometimes it can sound like you're making it up, and your mental health just isn't. Like that, if you can't prove it, it was like not important. But now I feel as the time has gone on, mental health has become so important. So recognize like anxiety disorders, um, just anything. It's just more relevant and more talked about and more accepted. And I feel like the younger millennials are taking care of themselves better than what we were actually taught to. I feel like we were taught to just shove it under the rug and just keep going. You're crazy. Yeah. You're overreacting. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Chill out. (laughs) Like what's so hard about your life? Like, You have to go to school and go cheerlead. You poor thing. (laughs) Poor thing. (laughs) I just, yeah, I think those are really great points for sure. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I thought that we could touch base on is, do you notice a difference between your twenties and your thirties? Girl, yes. (laughs) Okay. I had a child when I was 19. So right out the gate, huge responsibility. Um, and it was not easy for sure. It was a struggle. I think in my twenties, I was always poor, always struggling. I remember I would deposit like $5 in the ATM just so I could withdraw a 20. Oh my God. That's how poor I was. <laughs> <laughs> Running on fumes, you know, trying to get to work. It was just a struggle. Now I'm more comfortable. I wouldn't say I'm like financially wealthy or anything like that, but I cannot complain. And I'm definitely not having to deposit $5 to get 20 out. (laughs) (laughs) My bank account has some cushioned. And um, I also feel like in my 20s, I cared what everyone thought of me. Yeah. Now I still care what everyone thinks about me, but just a little less. (laughs) And when you care what people think about you all the time, it's hard for you to be yourself. 
So I feel like maybe I'm more myself now in my 30s. Yeah, like you've grown into your being. Yeah. Um, Debt. I was always in debt. I didn't understand credit cards. Like that's not something they taught you in school. I don't think they teach you that still. You're just like, woo, credit card, free money. And then before you know it, you're in trouble and your credit score sucks and you need that. Yes, you do. Now my credit card, I'm never in credit card debt. I pay them all off every month. My credit score is phenomenal. I'm so proud of it because of how far I've come. Like, I've literally come from the bottom 500s to the whatever. I think it's, I don't, is it 800? It's literally. Yeah, you're about 800 now. I remember the last time you updated me and I was just so proud, but you were like damn near perfect credit. Yeah. So like my credit's better. That's cool. Um, When I was in my 20s, since I was so poor, I never went anywhere. I literally went to work and I went home. And I went to work and then I went home, like couldn't afford to go anywhere else. And now in my thirties, um, I was able to travel and take my son places and go do things and just see more of the world. So move to California. Yeah. That's been a huge thing, but yeah, those are. Like the main things I can think of, the biggest differences between my 20s and my 30s. I have always appreciated you being my friend and being just a little bit older. Not too much older, you're just a little bit older because I always looked up to you. And I remember when you were in your 30s and I was still in my 20s and I was struggling. You had told me like, don't worry Somehow when you get into your thirties, things just start coming together. Things just start happening and everything. So I've always waited for my thirties. Well, now I'm in them. 31, uh, will be 32 in July. And I feel the exact same way. Like I have loved my one and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) They've been good to you. Have been good to me. I feel like I have um, gotten to know myself a little better. I remember in my 20s, I was very insecure. I was very broke. I was raising a small child and working a minimum wage job. I was going to school. It's like you're in overwhelm and you're just trying to catch up. And then I would look at all my friends. And it just seemed like they were so much further than me. And I was just so insecure. I don't know what other word it would be. Just insecure and jealous. Like, I should be doing this, but I'm not. What a loser. Aww. In my 30s. It's fine. It's fine. I feel like everybody just goes through it. Everybody goes through it. Your 20s, seriously, you're just the worst. <laughs> um, yeah. 30s. I have more direction in what I want to actually do with my life, and I'm excited for it. In my 30s, I feel like I have better communication skills and personal skills and relationship skills. So if there's a problem in my relationship, it can be easily handled instead of like blown out of proportion. (laughs) 
I personally feel better about myself and more comfortable in my own skin in my 30s than what I ever felt in my 20s. So, yeah, I can see there's a huge difference between those 10 years. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that's one of the greatest things is like all the struggles that you deal with in your 30s, I feel like you have to do them. Like you have to, even in your teen years, you have to go through those struggles to learn those lessons. I know people who don't learn their lessons, people bail them out. and Yeah. And it's like nothing changes. No. And then they're in their 30s and they're still where they were in their 20s because they never had to live those like really hard life lessons and figure it out on their own. They're so important. The struggle is real and it is so important to go through it. It really humbles you. So you realize like, yeah, I don't just deserve this because I'm on this planet. Like Mm -hmm. if you want something, you have to work for it. Nobody is entitled to anything, anything at all. And at any given second, it can be taken away from you. Like you can be high on the mountain and at any second you could be in the dirt. That's for freaking sure. I have literally been there recently within the last like year where you're just, everything is just perfect. And the next day you are losing everything. So if any of our listeners are in their twenties, like just realize it does get better. Oh yeah. Um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you're not alone and we're rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> And learn those lessons with those struggles because they may seem like the worst thing now, but you will grow and learn so much from your struggles. Yeah. And then you can talk to your kids about them and they won't listen to you at all. And then they'll make the same exact mistakes and be like, I should have listened to you. Yeah. (laughs) You just sit back and let them live there life and make their choices and learn from their mistakes. Exactly. Exactly. What else do you want to talk about, Megan? Um, let's see. Something else I kind of wanted to touch base on is the people that you surround yourself with. Oh God, that's so important. Yeah. Like, um, if you surround yourself with negative people, you're going to have a negative mindset if you surround yourself with positive people, more than likely you're going to have a pretty positive outlook on life. (laughs) Yeah. I like to think of it as um, rich people hang out with other rich people. Poor people hang out with other poor people. Drug addicts hang out with other drug addicts. Like health nuts hang out with other health nuts. Like whatever you want to be, surround yourself with those people (laughs) because that's who you need to be with. Like, If you want to be positive, be with positive people. Yeah. um, I feel like early on in my life, I used to surround myself with negative people and I wasn't seeking negative people per se. Um, It's just who I was, I guess, attracted to or whatever. At the time we had the same mindset and whether I was hanging out with them or not, It's like it carried on and it followed. So if you're hanging out with negative people, you just had the worst shitty mindset. 
growing older, this also comes into growing into your 30s. I feel like I've lost friends, but the friends that I do have are super supportive and it has made such a difference and it's really pushed me to go outside my comfort zone because I have the support and the love that I need to keep going or to feel good, you know? And then when you spread the positivity, how could you not help but to be happy? Yeah, spread that positivity around. That's something I wanted to touch base on. Just if you're if you're sitting down and you're really taking a look at your friends and you realize they're always complaining, and then you look at your life and you feel like you're always complaining or you're very unhappy, switch it up some. And distance yourself from the situation and just, I don't know, maybe look for more happy pe- I don't know. Maybe look for happier people. I don't really remember how I cut these people out and how more people came into my life. <laughs> it was just meant to be. That reminds me of my Instagram post I posted today at loveyjk. Whoop, whoop. I posted, if you keep doing the same thing, nothing will change. And that's honestly the quote that helped me choose to go to school, like, cause I was doing the same thing, same job, making the same money, same poorness, nothing was changing. I was like, okay, well do something about it. I went to school, you know, surround yourself with the change and the people that you want to be. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I also feel like, um, the friendships that you have in your life, they're not mistakes. It's not like that was a bad friendship or something that you should have never been in or looked back on and regret. Those friendships are put in place to teach you a lesson. Yeah. And sometimes friendships just run their course. Like that's all it is, is just friendships run their course and you separate from those people. And I'm sure that you've had friends that you have just distanced from over the years. Oh yeah. Like I've, I've had friends where I'm really close to them and then, you know, different things are happening in our lives and we're not close, but it doesn't mean I'm still not their friend and I'm not there for them. It just means we were both in different places doing different shit. Like, right. So another thing I saw on your list was living outside of your comfort zone. What do you mean by that, Megan? What does it mean to live outside of your comfort zone? And why is it so important? Yes. So as you guys know, if you've been listening, Jeanette and I work at the same company. Um, She just works remote because she lives 2,671 miles away, something of that nature. Um. So I recently was presented the opportunity of not having to work at all. And I always thought to myself, like, there's no way I would never not work. I I never even saw myself retiring. I always saw myself as making money all the time and having a job. Um. But this is just something I have not been able to get out of my head or forget. Like, we're finally in a situation where we can do this. So this week on Monday morning, 
I let my boss know that I would like to move down to part-time. Now, this transition would happen in a couple of months. Like, this isn't happening today. We're on Monday, but this is a gradual thing that's going to happen. But I'm really excited, but I'm very nervous. Um, And when she says months, she gave him six months, which is very (laughs) generous. (laughs) <laughs> very generous. It's like so embarrassing to say I put in my six month notice. No, it's not. I feel like that gives you like a level of respect. Like you're a loyal chick and you don't ever want to put anyone in a bad situation because you're such a sweetie and you give everyone diabetes. And <laughs> this just shows how awesome you are. Like that's a six month notice. That. That's honorable. I want you to get somebody in here. I will train them. I'll do whatever you need me to do for this other person who's going to be taking over for me. But I want to go part-time. And um, this is a very uncomfortable. It's exciting, but it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because... You know, of course, there's those doubts. What if I don't make it? What if I make no money on my own? What if this is a big mistake? But like I said, I have surrounded myself with very supportive people, a supportive husband, supportive friends, and a supportive team at my office. So I am stepping down to part-time from my full-time job. To start working on my dreams. Yay. Yay. Well, I'm here for it. I'm here for the party. I know you are. And I always feel so bad because you're the one that I call at the end of the day. And in the early morning, I call her at 5.30 a.m. her time. 5.30 a.m. I've been up, girl. I know that, but I don't call you earlier because I would be fucking pissed if somebody. (laughs) (laughs) My alarm is set for four 50 and I usually push snooze once. So basically I'm up at five already. Anyhow, which is cool. A barfo. That's eight o'clock Eastern time. So I'm actually sleeping in. That's how I see it. Yeah, well, Jeanette decided to stay on Eastern time while she lives on the West Coast. Yeah, it's really weird. I wake up at 5, I eat breakfast at like 5.30, I eat lunch at 9 a.m., and I eat eat dinner at 3, and then I, on a good day, I'll go to bed at 6. Yeah, I'm living on that East Coast time on the West Coast because I have to because I still work for the East Coast. So, yeah, it works for me. I don't care. I feel like I have more time, even though I don't. I have the same amount of time in my life, but I feel like I have more time. You know what it is? It's because you get off of our job at like two in the afternoon. So you still have like your afternoon. Yeah, I could go wherever I want, do what I want. What a luxury. 
Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of California, that was definitely living outside of my comfort zone because I feel like I live outside of my comfort zone every single day because <laughs> there's no Publix here. There's a Safeway or Safe, yeah, Safeway. I hate it. There's a Winco. Hate it. I miss Publix. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what's around here. You have weird little fruits that grow on the sidewalk. Yeah, there's like mountains and stuff. <laughs> um, the weather is really confusing because when you watch the weather, there's like 12 different forecasts for each level of altitude you're at or some shit. And I don't know where I'm at. I think I live in a valley, but I don't know which one. <laughs> Every day is a struggle. <laughs> the only thing I have is my car, my house, and Target. Like, those are my go-to comfort necessities is those three things. Remember this morning when you drove to your mailbox? Was that this morning? Because I thought that was yesterday. No, that was this morning. That's how long today has been. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I drove to my mailbox. It's too far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, never in my life did I ever imagine I'd be living in California. So that was cool. Oh, we have 10 minutes left for this month. Add one hour for $5. What? 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 Do we pay for this streaming that we're using? Yeah. Do you want me to wire you some money? Like, we're in this together, girl. (laughs) Sponsor. How do you get sponsors? (laughs) Uh, Maybe we should wrap it up because we don't have five bucks. Um, last thing was self-care. What does self-care look like to you, Megan? Oh, okay. I feel like this could be really quick. Self-care, taking care of your body, whether that's taking a walk or moving, like actually moving your body, not like sitting on the fucking couch, people. I'm talking about like, take care of your body, exercise. Netflix, not self-care. Netflix and chill is self-care after you've worked out. Or if you're on a rest day, Netflix and chill. Or if you're depressed, (laughs) Netflix and chill. Okay, next. Um, Maybe paint your nails. Do a face mask. Take a bath. uh, Get a hobby. Work on your hobby. That's self-care. Work on your mindset. If you're fucking crazy like I am, go to the doctor and figure out what's happening. Like, Take care of yourself. That's my (laughs) self-care. Get some drugs. Get drugs. My self-care is very similar to yours. I put exercise, diet. Your health should be your number one priority. I don't think you realize it until you're older and everything starts falling Mm -hmm. apart. And you're in surgeries constantly. Like my boyfriend is almost 50. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I like him old. He's starting to have health problems and stuff. And just it makes it, it puts it into perspective how important health is. So please, God, take care of yourselves. Um, Do whatever makes you feel good. I think that's number one. Like when I wear makeup or do my hair or wear cute clothes or do my nails, I do it for me. I'm not trying to impress anyone but myself. (laughs) Like, 
it's all about me. So yeah, that's my take on self-care. Just doing, take care of your health and then do what makes you feel good. Yeah. And another thing is our job is to make all of you guys understand how fucking cool we are. Be our friend. Be our friend. Yeah. We're not dumb and stupid and giggly all the time. We do have like deep rooted thoughts too. Yeah. They're very far in between, but they're there and we'll discuss them with you. Maybe you have to just start the conversation with us. Yeah. Find us on Instagram and YouTube and YouTube. And we're working really hard on getting all on all channels. Yeah. When we get to iHeartRadio, for me, that's when I feel like, oh, we made it. I love iHeartRadio. All right. Well, I guess this is it. I don't know what this episode is called. Maybe we'll name it later. Um, personal wellness. That sounds boring. <laughs> Phenomenal personal wellness. That didn't... <laughs> Don't cut this part out. Okay. <laughs> I want people to know I help. All right. Well, we will talk to you next time. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.